make track go now. Alright. Welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles Fearless Records series Punk Goes. I am Richard S. He, the occasional host slash guest. <laughs> I'm with Sam Merrifield and Emma Goulding. Hello. Best friend of the pod. Hey. Yes. Thank. Exactly. Apart from the cat. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't contribute anything. He to contributes it. jack shit. He contributes pod. pain and misery <laughs> to this podcast. So, and you don't. So, oh, thank you. Yeah. Mm. The opposite. Likewise. This yeah. song contributes pain and misery oh, to my life. But... Stop. Do you want to tell us what song we're covering this week, Samuel? This week we are, and we're, we're getting in one last one. Just to end this absolute shit show of a year. So we're ending it, for, I mean, for you it's ending it on a shit note. <laughs> we'll see what Richard and I think, but we're, uh, this week we're rolling in the deep with Adele and Go Radio. As covered for Punk Goes Pop 4. Yeah. Quattro. Mm. 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 I know that because of uh, Pretty Fly for a White Guy. I suppose to you choose Vertigo. Yes. No. Cartoyas. Oh, that's a good song. Or from any Pitbull song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm, true. Mm. I know that he can count to four in English and Spanish. At least. Yeah. <laughs> How have you been, Richard? I've been pretty good. Yeah. I've been looking forward to the end of this year. Yeah. Very much. Although, I had a pretty decent December, so I can't complain. Mm. Good. Yeah. Yourselves? Yeah. More or less the same, I think. I think I'm looking forward to ending the year because we're going to karaoke to end the year. So, I'm very excited for that. Maybe I might sing this song for karaoke. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Emma might punish me with some Justin Bieber or Hamilton. So, Mm. Look, it's almost definitely going to (laughs) happen. I was joking about Adele. I know. I have like three or four country songs in the bank that I can bring out to. So, I'm going to tell Anthony that every time you play a country song, he should follow that up with "She Hates Me." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, by Puddle of Mud. That's valid. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's wonderful. That'll be my punishment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. How many times can you listen to to Anthony sing that on on a night? He does a good job. Yeah, he does. He does. I thoroughly enjoy that. Yes. Hello, Anthony. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you. Uh, So, are we just getting into it? Let's do it. to take the notes I'm happy to alright alright Adele born Adele Laurie Blue Adkins in 1988 from London I feel like her surname is one of the more like the less well known of the mononymous pop yeah. stars right? yeah yeah I mean I didn't know it until researching this episode yeah it literally just occurred to me that 
her name is more than just Adele. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's also Ad, Adele Adkins. Ad Ad. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Shares is the most obscure. Madonna? Chicone? Yeah. But like how many how many people not, besides you know not that? that many. Shares Shares is um Sarsikian. Oh wow. So she is um Armenian, I think, by birth, which also not very well known. Yeah. Not not Sunny, but Bono. Uh yeah. Uh not Vox. <laughs> no, he's Paul Hewson. Ah, oh, so he's not even Bono. No. Oh. Paul. His, well, fuck him then. His daughter is an actress as well on something. Huh. Big. I don't know what. So anyway, is, so is Phil Collins' daughter. I don't know. I don't see what you're getting at there. She's the Emily in Paris. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Okay. She's a sweet Emily. A Paris. Yes. Um, Adele's father, Mark Evans, left when she was two, leaving the sole parenting duties to her mother. Yeah. Adele spent much of her youth playing guitar and singing for her friends. She's graduated in 2006 from the Brit School for Performing Arts and Technology. Her goal was to get into A&R and boost other people's careers. I like the sound of that. It sounds like it's a music and tech school. So like yeah. a, a music and trade school. So like you can either go and study, you know, classic music or you can go and get your plumbing apprenticeship <laughs> to me. Or both. Or both. It's like you get the, you back, you get the backup plan and the... <laughs> well, well, that's how John Farnham started right. off. He was a plumber and he would... Yeah, oh, I think yeah. he was. I think he would sing during the job, and some exec heard him. Not like, true. he would hide him and was like, "Hey, I want you to play Sadie, the cleaning lady, for the rest of your career." Is oh. that what that song was about? <laughs> oh my god! I, also, I feel like there are quite a few people who graduated from the Brit School who made it big around that time. That's. What, I'm trying to think of who. other people, but yeah, I feel like did Lily Allen because I feel like she was a popular British star at that time. A popular British star. Popular British star. Pop, pop, Brit, Brit pop. Let's That's see definitely something. How? All right. That's so, a genre, yes. Adele, KDB, a lot of British names that none of us recognise. FKA Twigs. Oh yeah. Imogen Heap, Tom Holland, Jesse J, Leona Lewis, Katie Malua, Kate Nash, K Tempest. The Did feeling, the noises. Amy Winehouse. No. Yeah. Somehow that. Somehow they left her off. In 2006, I feel like she was already making it big in 2006. Yeah, her first album, Frank, was 2004. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Adele definitely, like, followed that path Mm. that was carved. I feel like, and maybe this would be more for thoughts, but, like, I feel like Adele is kind of, her music sort of has the same mould, similar mould to Amy Winehouse, but she's not scary. It's it's that sort of music, that sort of like bluesy, soul-y kind of music mm. that mums can listen to and go, oh, well, at least it's you know it's just about a, a breakup and it's not about you know getting off the heroin. Yeah, Amy Winehouse had that edge to her. Yeah, well, yeah. she had a real yeah. hard edge to her. Yeah. yeah, she was the Sid Vicious of. Oh, Imogen Heap oh. went there. Yeah, I don't. Who's Imogen Heap? <clears throat> she did the um, "What You Say" song from the OC. Okay. Yes, cool. um, she's great. Yeah. Anyway. So Adele recorded a three-song demo as a class project. She shared it with a friend who uploaded it to MySpace. Shortly after, Richard Russell, the boss of the label XL Records, contacted her and was interested in signing her. Mm-hmm. Adele cites the Spice Girls as a major influence in regard to her love and passion for music. I mean, I cite the Spice Girls as inspiration for us starting this podcast. Really? So, no. Uh I really want to rewatch the movie, the Spice Girls movie. I haven't seen it, so let's make plans. Yes. Spice World and Crossroads. Yes. And Crossroads. Crossroads Perfect. is 
Probably worse. Crossroads and Crossroads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would work. Yeah. You'd have to watch the Britney one first, so otherwise it'd be like a big come down. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the Britney one is a come down, though. Yeah. Like, it's because it's. No, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, it is sort of. It's a depressing. Like, I'm pretty sure. Oh, what was her name that was in Orange is the New Black? The super religious one with yeah. the really bad teeth. Um, Taryn Manning. Yes. Taryn Manning. Also Boomcat. Yes. Yeah, and she was in. Uh, yeah, from Josie and the Pussycats, and she was yeah. in 8 Mile. Um, she gets, like, pregnant as a teenager in that movie and it's, it's a bad Saldana's in it yeah it's a bad teen melodrama that happens to have Britney Spears in it and Dan Aykroyd is Britney Spears yeah. dad yeah. it sounds like it's got very Christian values like oh no I got pregnant Kinda. at 16 until, whatever will I do until Dan Aykroyd oh yeah but it's also about her losing her virginity <laughs> to some I dude. think so Fair. Yeah. But the worst male lead I've ever seen in a film yeah Anson Mount who I believe he looks like he's aged like 40 years in the last 20, but in a good way. Okay. He's become a weird name? silver fox. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's Christian values until Dan Aykroyd comes in and goes, now, Brittany, I want you to drink my Crystal Skull <laughs> vodka and Crystal Head <laughs> tequila. I grew it up for you. Um, oh, my God. You could do like a huge like music movie thing day and do like that. What yeah. was the other one? Justin and Kelly. Kelly and Justin. From, from Justin to Kelly, the contractually obliged film that Kelly Clarkson and Justin Guarini had to do after American yeah, Idol season he one. had super curly hair <laughs> yeah. he had a tight little ball of curly hair on his head yeah. and yeah and Kelly Clarkson wonderful <laughs> speaking of the Spice Girls though I'm pretty sure Adele had like a photo of with Melanie C recently okay. yeah. she's my favourite but what's really funny is that like my brain can't process the fact that the Spice Girls are older than Adele because their image was always so like Young and carefree mm. and twenties, and they they all age like really well. Yeah, um, but it's more that Adele seems like so much older. Yeah, yeah. She's age. always had that that mature yeah. image about her. I remember yeah. the, the, my favorite joke about um her album Twenty Five is that it should have been called Fifty Two. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. And nineteen should be eighteen nineteen. Oh, that's ah, wonderful. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't that age when those albums came out. No, I know. She was always a bit older, but yeah. 81, 91. But that is, that is an interesting thing. So I know that they've been... Were they going to get back together and do a reunion before the pandemic? They did a four-person reunion last year without Victoria. Posh, because of course. Oh, so they they got Ginger back? Yes. Yeah. I mean, oh. they, they reunited, like... Was it 2012 or... They've had a few. Yeah. Like, they've done stadium tours and stuff, so they're around. Is Baby still calling herself Baby, even though she's probably, what, like, mid-40s so. by now? I think they're all just calling themselves their names. Oh, by their names. Yeah. So she'd be, what was her name, Emma Bunton? Emma yeah. Bunton. Mm. They all seem to be doing, to be doing alright. Like, Mel C is putting out some cool music she's still. She's great. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Like, she always looked comfortable during... <laughs> like, she was always just in the track pants and, yeah. uh, and the sports clothes. She's kind sure. of become Posh Spice in the years since. Okay. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And Posh Spice has just become royalty spice. Mm. Capitalist spice. <laughs> we could have that discussion at some point. Do you cover Spice Girls on this show? I Probably don't not. know if we I... ever do. Oh, what? I thought we did. Um, it would be good if you did. It would be great. I mm. thought we did, but maybe not. Which, yeah. again, it just... Every now and then we come across something where we're like, this is covered in the Punk Go series, and we look yeah. it up and it's not. And it just feels like such an oversight. It's like, like surely it, it should be on there. Just in terms of, like, pop culture moments. Like, that's sort of the whole point of this mm. franchise. Um, like, I know that they love to do their sort of, like, grungy stuff for the Punk Go's 90s, but 
I mean, the Spice Girls were massive for the 90s. Yeah. And they're sort of overcorrecting. Like, yes, grunge was huge, but also... For, like, four years. Yeah, like, late yeah. 90s was, like, pop. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. What's your yeah. take on it? Um, I think it kind of depends on if you're having, like, British or American punk yeah, bands, I guess. Yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I feel like Wannabe surpasses you yeah. know, location, though. Yeah, totally. Heritage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right. on. Adele... Yeah, back, back to Adele. This isn't a Spice Girls podcast. <laughs> Should be, but... Adele... I get by behind that. Is a mezzo-soprano with a range of B2 to C, uh, C6... After throat surgery, she was apparently able to add an extra four notes to her range. Now, you're the musician. Is that impressive? Um, I never really know how to gauge, like, vocal range. in Because it's like most people can, like, have a... Probably a similar, like, talking, like, absolute, like, low and high. Mm. Yeah. I think. Unless you're, like, Leonard Cohen or someone. Yeah. So, I mean, it gets, it depends more, like, how much of your voice you use mm. in your singing. So, like, with someone like Mariah, it's very obvious, or like a Freddie Mercury. Yeah. yeah. Adele, yeah, I mean, she does use all of it, I guess, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't have any hot takes on that. <laughs> I guess, like, she's always just been, Adele has always been classed as, like, a definitively good, capital G, good singer. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's all you need to know, it feels mm, like. Mm. Yeah. But I've, like... I don't know if I've ever seen, like, B2, C6, that kind of notation written out like that. So to me, it's just kind of, like, it means nothing. You can lay it out on a piano. Right, okay. Again, like, it is very different because the timbre of the voice, mm. like, changes a lot. So, right. Yeah. Um, Alright, and yeah, Adele has only released three studio albums in her whole career. So she's like the Metallica of... Uh... <laughs> Do they have... They started out pretty hot. It's more like later on. Yeah, it was like that, what, every two years they were releasing albums in the 80s. Yeah. And then... What do they have? Probably like 10 albums um, in their discography? Kill, Kill, Ride, Puppets, Justice, Black Album, Load, Reload, Zane Anger, uh, Death Magnetic, Hardwood. 10. Oh, Garage Inc. is 11 if you want to count that. Okay. Yeah, but that's yeah. a 40-year career. They, st- yeah. they started in like 1980. Uh, dem- demos and like, they were kids yeah. then. So, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Or Kill 'em All was like 1982. Three. 1983. Yeah. So, okay, a 37 year long career, and they've got 11 albums. One day we'll talk about Metallica. So, anyway. <laughs> Don't worry. I was going to try and do quick maths and be like, that equates to one album every X amount of years, but I can't be bothered. Yeah, no, I failed, so. Yeah, it's, I think it does equate to what, like one every three to four years. Three to four years, so it's not that bad. So it's not yeah. that bad yeah. at all. Hmm. Yeah, this has been Metallicast. Hey, no, it has not, because someone else who was more uh, qualified to do that <laughs> is doing that. Let's talk about the song. So it was the lead single from her second studio album, Twenty One, mm-hmm. not Fifty Two, <laughs> <laughs> which was released in Twenty Ten. So the song was written by Adele and Paul Epworth, who worked on It's Okay by CeeLo Green, Never Let Me Go by Florence and the Machine. He's very prolific, yeah. And yeah, other stuff. I feel embarrassed to say I've never heard of him. He sounds like a doctor. Dr. Paul Epworth. Please go to Dr. Paul Epworth's clinic in room number two. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I I think when you think of that specific production sound, like big roomy drums that are quite 
compressed and like acoustic-ish instruments in a pop setting. You think of him like right. for, I think Florence the Machine Lungs was mostly him. So oh okay yeah, yeah. that checks out yeah. yeah. They did the cover for Stand By Me for Final Fantasy XV. Yeah. yeah. That was a good EP. It was just it was just like, wow, uh, that's a cover song by a licensed artist on a yeah. Final Fantasy game. Why that's, not? Because it's, it's never been done before. They got that uh, that Square Enix money. Yeah. Which is <laughs> off the chain. Oh, yeah. wow. We worked on um, like Banquet by Block Party, that kind oh, of yeah. stuff. Sick. Mm. So I'm just going to skim. Wow. He did pretty much all of Silent Alarm by the looks of it. Hmm. So, in the UK, this actually only reached number two behind previous episode, Grenade by Bruno Mars. That's yeah. shocking to me. Yeah, that's shocking yeah. to me as well. Yeah. I also prefer this song than Grenade, but yeah, so. we'll, we'll get to that. So, in 2016, and I feel like we've said this about a couple of songs now, in 2016, Donald Trump started using the song as his warm-up song at his presidential rallies. Adele sent him a cease and desist but Trump continued to use the song as the law in the US does not prevent politicians from using music at their rallies. He also uses Skyfall so like, at his rallies. That's, it's not even a good fit. It isn't even like... Mm. It isn't anywhere near close as using like Born in the USA, which again is not a good pick. But it has the lyric Born in the USA yeah, and enough dumb, is... dumb idiots mm. can go, oh yeah, that's about us. Like, this has nothing to do with no. it. Like, oh... God, he's an absolute moron. Just trolling, I guess. I've, I don't know. And I feel like every time he uses someone's song, the yeah. artist comes along and goes, "No, we don't want you using that. Yeah, we don't like you." It's like there's so much. Like he could do. He could be using Kanye. He could be using Ted yeah. Nugent. Yeah. He could be using Lil Wayne. Like, Li- oh, yeah, Lil yeah. Wayne now. Fucking what's his name with the American flag pants? Kid Rock. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, he could be using three Kid Rock. Three doors down. Three doors. Well, three doors down played at his inauguration. Exactly. Trapped. Trapped now, yes. Like, there's so much that he could actually be using that would be stoked to actually be playing his rallies. And he chooses stuff that eventually the artists turn around and go, well, no, you're an idiot. You're an orange idiot. Imagine just not having any self-awareness. Like, I'd be so embarrassed. Oh, the the guy is not... Like, the guy has no shame. I know, but, like, um, just imagine. Like, just... Artist upon artist being like, no. Like... That's what being born into super wealth does to you. Mm. Yeah. Just no no sense of like, oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't do that. So the song reached number three on the ARIA charts and in New Zealand. And it reached number one in Belgium, Canada, Finland, Iceland, South Korea, and the US Billboard Hot 100. And the aforementioned number two in the UK. Mm -hmm. Mm. I'm sure in your mind this song isn't number two. It is a number two, yes. <laughs> so, Absolutely. all right, that's a two. that's a good intro. Uh, <laughs> what do you what do you, what what do you think? Give us your honest opinion. Look, technically speaking, it is a good song. Like it is a similar to her voice. It is capital G good, like well produced, emotive, that kind of thing. But it's just it's mum and dad music, and I just don't care for it. And like. Yeah, like I remember, like I was saying before we started recording, like I remember hearing this being played in clubs and like when it was new, I was like, yeah, this is great, like sick, mm. whatever. But then I just kept hearing it and I kept hearing Adele and... Was it the moment that your parents got the CD? Probably. They've done that, like, 
they ruined Cat Stevens for me when I was a kid, but then I mm. stopped listening to them long enough that now I love them again. I think I stole my CD back from them, but um. Let's be fair, Cat Stevens was of their generation and not yours. Yeah, yeah. but uh, like I had a teacher who was like, "Here's Cat Stevens," and <laughs> I was like, "Hell yeah, I like Cat Stevens now." Um, do you like the song "Father to Son"? Yes. Okay, I do not, but that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> the, I'm just, I just like the amount of stuff. I get it, but like the amount of stuff that my parents liked that I liked mm. and it was a matter of well I don't want to stop liking this I don't want to stop liking Less Than Jake because my dad asked me to burn him a Less Than Jake CD <laughs> I don't want to stop liking Marilyn Manson and Queens of the Stone Age because my mum likes those songs yeah but there's, cool. a, there's a difference between like your parents showing interest and like playing it a bit around the house and every this single this wasn't car- a bit Mm. I know. Okay. No, I know this, but like, there's a difference between your dad burning less than Jake, which is sick, by the way, and your mum putting on Adele every single car trip to go to the shops, and like, and it isn't just a five minute car trip when you're in no, the middle of you're nowhere. Right. It's, like it's a forty five thirty minute. to forty minutes at a time, just Adele all the time. I'm just, I'm just popping out to the shops. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. I guess you could say your dad played them less than Adele. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, she's good. Like, she has some really good songs. Like, her, I think it's a cover of To Make You Feel My Love is, like, gorgeous. Like, I love it. Like, I remember when she was first out, like, before she was cool and, like, Chasing Pavements is a Mm. great song. Like, she's really good. It's just, this is definitely a case of, like, it just got completely oversaturated and I just hate it so much. I'm going to say, like, if it's not the best uh, like we've already just mentioned it, but if it's not the best Bond song, it's in the top three best oh, Bond yeah. songs. Is Skyfall? Yeah, like, Skyfall rules. Hundred percent. It's probably it would be my. It is my favorite Bond song. Like but, it's hundred percent. But there's just there's so many times I can hear you could have had it. Like I will I will agree with you that it was overplayed. <laughs> like, as I was saying off mic, like I heard this being played on the ad for one of the Underbelly series. <laughs> um. That must that have was... cost them so much to get licensing for but that. But this was in like 2010, so this was like when yeah. it was. But this was when when it had first come out. Yeah. So like this was her. This was her hit that that got people knowing who Adele was, wasn't it? I yeah. Well, I don't know. But like again, I think like, and it shouldn't be one of these things where one should come at the expense of the other. But like, it really chaps my ass. <laughs> Adele is like lauded as like oh wow she's such a an amazing musician like she captures heartbreak so easily but then like Taylor Swift will do it and it's like nah you need to stop like that is you're tr- insufferable it, yeah like, it says a lot yeah, about how true. like not critics but how like media in general portrays women I guess yes. like Taylor Swift always got kind of infantilized from yes. day one including you know via Kanye yeah. whereas Adele because she not conformed but she happened to be, like, respectable in that And she sense. had that sort of, like, air quote, like, mature, like, vibe yeah. about her. Like, how we all said, like, it sound... Well, she always just seems so much older than she was. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, Taylor was just playing to her age bracket, and yeah. therefore it's like, oh, you need to just... I also feel like Adele is looked at as being... And you listen to the way that she talks, mm. like beautiful singing voice but then when she opens her mouth to talk she sounds like she works at the fish and chip shop around the corner she sounds I like that yeah, yeah so do I and that's one of the things that I like about her is is that she sounds so normal when you when 
well, I was going to say when you talk to her, when you listen to her talk, like, I feel like I could have a pint with her down at the pub. Totally. If, like, there's nothing real about the way Taylor Swift talks as well. Like, there's just something artificial about... To me, there's something artificial about Taylor Swift. I can agree that there used to be, but yeah. now that she's sort of... Hit her 30s has stopped giving two shits about... Well, I, I don't yeah. see as much about Taylor Swift as you do, obviously. But, like, watching the Long Pond sessions, like, mm. you were there watching yeah. it with me, like, she's starting to become a bit more empowered. But again, I don't think that's an excuse to then just lambast her for writing about heartbreak. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but I'm saying it could be why Adele gets a pass, because it's like, oh, poor Adele. Oh, she's just so average. And then... And then, yeah. oh, here's beautiful Taylor... And I'm not saying Adele's not a beautiful woman, but, like, oh, here's... Beautiful, blonde, you know, size zero Taylor Swift, supermodel Taylor Swift, hauling around yet another boy. Like, I'm just, I'm not excusing I, it. I'm just saying yeah. that's, that, that could be why it oh, sort of Oh, there's definitely, yeah. I think it's less that they deliberately constructed those images for themselves and just more like the prevailing winds of society, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um, like, yeah, Adele very much, like, speaks her mind, you know. She's yeah. never really held back in that yeah. sense, so... And, 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 like, Taylor Swift hasn't either, like... She... No, she definitely has. Yeah. I would say. Like, she... Earlier on, or...? Uh, yeah. Like, she was not one to stoke controversy. No. Early on. Depending on, like, what era, but her really coming into her own, her own, like, politically and stuff is a recent development. That would have been, like, even, like, 1989, I reckon, is when Even she after, st- yeah. Yeah. Like... Yeah. I used to say about Taylor, like, I wouldn't want to know about her politics because I was just convinced that she was probably a little bit conservative. Until but... she started talking about it and you're like, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I know that's really mean, but like... No, I get it though. Like, oh, you know... But it uh... makes sense, like, for a career move, like, she would have alienated mm. half her audience kind of thing. Yeah. yeah con- country singer from, where was it? Dixie? Not Dixie. Nashville. Nashville? Well, Nashville? She... No. She was a teenager in Nashville. Yeah. She's yeah. from, like, Pennsylvania. That's right. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it would have made sense if it was like, oh yeah, and she also doesn't like gay marriage. Mm. You know, has a has a Bible next to her bed that she reads every night. And like... But yeah, I think it's just, for me, like, Adele is good. I just don't get why she is much better than so many other people of her ilk. It's just annoying that, like, they kind of an- anointed her as, like, the only one. Yes. In yeah. the last decade. Like, if you had... If people had, like, any interest in music, they could have, like, found so, so many other figures yeah. to kind of yeah. enjoy it. But I guess, yeah, she just appeals to that kind of conservative, I don't mean politically conservative. Yeah, no, like, I know what you that mean, That conservative mindset. Yeah. While also making pretty good and sincere music. So yeah. And, and look, we've made the joke in the past. We've made the joke that it's all about, it's all just breakup songs. I, it, I said to you even when Hello came out, I'm like, is it a... Is it about a man? And you're like, yeah, it is about a man. I'm like, oh, I didn't even listen, need to listen to it to know that it's about a man. And it is. It's, it's, it is all breakup music. See, well, that's what I like about the album after 25, which I think, I'm in the minority probably, but I think that's her best album. Like, what? 20, 21 to me is... You would be the only one who's probably listened to four oh, Adele sure albums. Oh, I'm sure I've fucking listened <laughs> to it. There are a lot of moms, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, in this room. Yeah. yeah my mum and dad have listened to that one a lot, and so have I. And I think that's where I first heard her voice was driving in the car with your <sighs> parents, and they were listening to a live album, and she'd like be like, all right, you cheeky, you cheeky bastards. All right, now. Are you all right? I'm going to be playing my next song. It's called <laughs> Roy in the Deep. You can't. Oh wow, she worked with Max Martin and Shellback on it. That's yeah, great. send my love to you and your lover. 
That yeah. that song bangs. Okay, that makes one. sense. Okay. Because, yeah, 21 as an album, I would say, you know, it's got Rolling in the Deep at the start, Someone Like You at the end, mm. and quite a few big songs in the middle, but also a bunch of filler. Like, she covers Love Song by The Cure at the end, kind of for no reason. Okay. That's cool. Uh, whereas 25 has, like, a lot more songwriting depth, I would say. She's not forcing it as much. And yeah. also, it's just, like... Um, it's definitely not all about heartbreak. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. yeah. I'm going to quote myself from the review <laughs> I did of that album for Faster Louder in 2015. I think I'm going to disagree with that Richard S. He guy. It was yeah. released in 2015, so yeah. that would check out. Um, okay. <clears throat> the the German word Vergangenheitsbewaltigung roughly translates to the struggle to overcome the negatives of the past. That's Adele to a T. She can't change the past, but by turning her worst memories into songs, she can at least make something better of them. But like a Pixar film, Adele's songs are never difficult. You can cry to her music, but she always shoulders the burden herself. On 25, she's learned to refine her emotions. She's left less overwhelmed and more in control. She's not repeating herself musically or otherwise. Nice. Yeah. I'll try that again. Vergangenheitsbewaltigung. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I'll That's believe beautiful. you. Yeah. Nice. No, I love it. Um, also, like, in that time period, she had a kid as well. So yes. there would be... And I think a miscarriage, right? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think she did have a miscarriage. Yeah. yeah. But, like, there's something positive there to, yeah. to bring out. Like, yeah, to sort of breathe a bit more life... Breathe new life into her career. Definitely. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say something and... I well, to bring it back to the song we're talking about, yes. I really like it. It, mm. sound, it really like exploded off the radio at yeah, the time because nothing else sounded like it. You're in the, the kind of early to middle stages of like big pop yeah, yeah, at yeah. the time. And it just felt very like... It has a pop structure that feels a lot more grounded. And yeah. again, it's like a blues song effectively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I was thinking, yeah, listening today that it's quite a blunt song. Mm. If you think about it. Yeah. Like soul music is not really like that yeah. in general. Yeah. Not one dimensional, but like very much like wields her voice and the production kind of as a weapon almost. Yeah. yeah. Has that hammering feel to it. Yeah. So it definitely has that feel of this is, you know, and it's, it's of course voice is an instrument, but it's, you know, sometimes I forget that, you know, voice is an instrument. Mm. Whereas I don't with her. I, I even like the start of it, like it, just that really good build to it. Mm. Yeah. To the point like, it, yeah, as you said, like it sort of explodes out of the out of the speakers. Like yeah. by the time the chorus hits, it does. It explodes. Like yeah. it's it's, I yeah, I think it's terrific. And the you know this is a song not just for people who've been broken up, but this is like a scornful breakup song. Like, yeah, this isn't just like oh, okay, yeah, like we broke up on good terms. This is. And I'm a bit sad still, but this is like, I'm mm. fucking mad because you've done me dirty. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Really yeah. badly. I feel like this also paved the way for stuff like um, somebody that, that I used to know. Yes. Like Gautier, yeah. Quite a few other, yeah, songs of the Sort of, yeah. Decade. Like not pulling any punches, like just laying it out on the table. Because like, yeah, singing about heartbreak is a cliche but for a reason yeah but i guess she sort of sells yeah but mm. she like if you can embody it and that's the thing know. is like she sort of she didn't turn it on her head so much as yeah she just fully embodied it like to a degree yeah. that yeah 
it was sounded different because it sounded more honest almost or like yeah. yeah I also think that the song Part of Me by Katy Perry was her deliberate attempt to rewrite this right has some similarities just thinking like the level of gravitas though that Adele has versus Katie like Katie's yeah. trying to match that but I don't think it gets there no again that's two years after I think so I really enjoy Part of Me but I like it, yeah. compared to this it just sort of sounds tinny and shallow like and again like part of me bangs but it just as a replica of rolling in the deep it doesn't mm. work yeah it's a copy of a copy because like well not i'm not saying adele's copied anything but it's it you know it's definitely going into like the blues souls yeah kind mm. of genres and so like katie perry copying that is like yeah can i copy your homework yeah but change the answers yeah yeah or you know when you when you Order copy something wish. from yeah yeah, yeah the wish <laughs> version of rolling in the <laughs> so Emma I had a question for you which is really what is the difference between Adele and like Emma because I kind of know but I'm curious what, you know. <laughs> oh you know dude. I, I have a theory well I have a theory. shit okay I think it's all to do with sort of like the degree of well, it's a couple of things. Like, it's a degree of vitriol. Like, yeah. Adele never lapses into, you broke my heart, so I'm going to kill you. Uh, you're, I'm going to make you wish, or you're going to wish you'd never met me, is yeah, but a lie. Like, that's, that's, I'm coming after you, kind feels of. feels less literal, though. It, yeah, it mm. feels less like, to me, it sort of feels more like a you-go girl, sort of like, yeah. I'm going to live well, and that's the best revenge. I was yeah. thinking about it the other day, or not the other day, I was thinking about it today. It's the it's the moment in, is it the song Lemonade by Beyonce, where she smashes the car with the baseball bat? Yeah. Songs hold up. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It's, it's that moment of like, it's okay, it's just, Adele's not saying I'm coming to kill you, but yeah. maybe I might smash your car up, or maybe I might, you know, yeah. but you know put like bees in your, in your letterbox or something. Like, the, yeah, there's less sort of like... Impotent rage there, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, yep. the degree of self-loathing, loathing, like it's different. Like, definitely, she is sort of she's licking her wounds, but there's the suggestion that then she will move on to something else. Yeah. Whereas emo, it's just sort of I'm going to lick my wounds for the rest of my life. Like, yeah, there's no sort of like resolve behind it. I feel like it. I mean, I guess it varies. Like pop punk is. A lot more positive, right? Yes. Pop punk is very much like, oh, I'm a good person. Yeah. Or at the heart of it. Emo is, <clears throat> like, kind of has that, I guess. Or it's yeah. like, I've been wronged. Yes. Yeah. The universe has wronged me. Whereas Adele is just like, oh, this happened. Yes. But I've also been thinking a lot about, like, Lana Del Rey and why she doesn't appeal to certain people. Yeah. Like, you're not really a fan, right? No, I just, I find her a bit sort of sticky, Like, yeah. and I don't... Cause have her, a particular reason for that. Her whole thing is more like, I maybe I am a terrible person. And right. That's whatever it is, you know? Which... She's not always looking for redemption. And yeah. She has more recently, but yeah. That's yeah. Difference, I guess. Which, I don't know, maybe I need to revisit her because I really vibe with that sort of thing of just being able to sit in that discomfort. And like... Yeah. Mm. Because Adele is sort of like the midpoint almost. Because like she sort of sits in that discomfort, but it's yeah. still very like... I will triumph. It's quite, it's quite moral. Yes. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah, you go to like straight emo, like a bloody, I don't know, brand new or Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. Or something like, like it's very, 
yeah, there's just a sort of impotence and like a vitriolic sort of element to it that's not present in Adele's music. Yeah, it wallows in its in its sadness and in its defeat. Yeah, mm. and it, but it wants to, like, it loves to to be yeah. a little meh. Yeah. you don't always find the point of catharsis in it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, or like. Yeah, there's catharsis to a degree, but then it's not productive after a certain point. Mm, like, because mm. yeah, I still listen to a lot of emo music, obviously, but like, there are definitely bands that I've gone back to and been like, wow, like, fuck me, this is very just. It's kind of upsetting how, like, inward facing it is and just sort of. Yeah. Self involved, like, yeah. Maybe like, it served you as a teenager, but not absolutely so much now. because yeah. I didn't have a worldview then. Like mm. I didn't, I hadn't been anywhere, I hadn't seen anything. I had like, yeah. But yeah, Adele's got that maturity that emo lacks at times. Like even yesterday, I was listening to Jawbreaker with Sam <coughs> in the car. That's and, me. Yes. Have you listened to Dear You by Jawbreaker? I don't think so. I will. Yeah. I've got it on. You can stream it actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's. I enjoy it, and I can sort of enjoy it still as an adult because it's slightly like it comes across as kind of goofy. I don't think they intended it to, but like mm. that's what makes it kind of endearing to me still, and like yeah. kind of cool, sick, whatever. But <clears throat> even just songs like one of their hit songs from that song, Fireman, like it's just the lyrics are still just so violent, like, and it's just. Yeah, it kind of does my head in how much just sort of, yeah, that impotent kind of rage comes in again, where it's like, or you can just sort of, because yeah, we all get our hearts broken from time to time, we all experience Mm. things where we are the victim or we perceive perceive ourselves to be the victim, but like, at a certain point, you have to just accept it and move on, or else you're never going to progress. Yeah. And yeah, that's where, uh, yeah. That's where I find that key difference between Adele and Emo. Mm. And it's it's also like with Emo, you know who that rage is, you know, aimed at and it's aimed at women. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, we didn't have, we didn't really have incels back then, but it would have been, <laughs> it would have been the music of incels. Well, that's the thing is like... Mm. And now it's trapped. <laughs> but it, yeah, well, I guess... now it's trapped. It is. <laughs> well, I guess there is that sort of gendered element too. Like mm. Adele has that feminine interpretation of things where she does take some form of accountability at times. If mm. she doesn't, it's... Yeah, it's a different kind of anger. Yeah, there is... There are other emotions yes. on the album and on other singles, like remorse mm. that yeah. go deeper into other things. So it's not one-dimensional, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, like we all know that emo is a very masculine genre. Like, and and these these dudes could never do anything wrong. Well, yeah, just mm. like that masculinity presents itself in some of the worst ways, and mm. yeah, like like I've said before, like Jessica Hobb has written about it, like plenty of people have written about it, and we don't need to say any more. But yeah, it's mm. just even that alone, just the gendered element. Like, there's a lot to unpack there. Because isn't hello is it hello or hello from the other side? It's called hello. Hello. Yeah. That's about that's the other way around, isn't it? She fucked up. Somewhere in the relationship, and now so. she misses the person. Or even if it's not necessarily a fuck up, it's more just like we were together once. Now yeah. we're not. That makes me sad and a bit. But like, I hope you're well, kind of thing. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't think there's like an inciting incident in that. No. Song. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. 
To me, it's kind of like a back to December kind of thing. Totally. But, yeah. That's Taylor Swift. No. Nah. But again, <laughs> Taylor Swift, no. Adele, yes, apparently. Well, anyway. <laughs> quite a Until Taylor Swift sings the best James Bond song, oh, which just, is which is about a house. Just you. Wait. I did something bad, or don't blame me. Maybe. Oh yes. Yeah. No. Yes. No. Maybe. Anyway. No. Sky I feel like watching the Reputation World Tour now. Yeah, I've never watched the film. What? Actually, so can we watch that on New Year's Day? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I've also never watched the 1989 one. Nor have I. And now it's not on Apple anymore. I don't. Think. Oh, I've got it downloaded. But, oh, thank God. Um, okay. some, sometimes I'm just like, you know, I was there. <laughs> like, That's true. Yeah. You know. I will be bringing anyway. either a book or my Nintendo Switch. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> um, did you want to talk about the video briefly? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really put on like my interpretation hat for the video. I like that they do the Jurassic Park thing with the drums. Oh yeah. They what? so when the drum when the drum and they like I feel like the bass drum is like really hollow almost, but I like mm. that it, that it is like They've obviously not filled it with a blanket or something to, mm. you know, yeah. deaden the echo in it. Um, so when he's hitting the bass drum, it's like there's a room just full of glasses of water, and you can see the water. Right. Moving. Yeah. yeah. I. Um. What's what, what was I going to say? It it is kind of an iconic video, right? Yeah. While mm. this, while yeah, rewatching it this time, I was like, there's a lot of mixed metaphors going on here. Because yeah. again, it's got the glasses of water that's showing like the physical impact of yeah. music and of catharsis. But there's also like uh, a model of a miniature city for some reason, ah. and a woman dressed as like a samurai or something yeah. dancing, and also like Adele's just sitting. Yeah, right. It, yeah, it feels. It feels like they're getting at something that I don't quite understand the motive for. Like, yeah, we also. On Christmas Day, I was watching with friend of other friend of the podcast, Mark. We were watching The Magician's Secrets, and mm. it's where you know, a show from the nineties where a magician, the masked magician, reveals like magic's greatest secrets. Mm. And it was like he does nothing; it's all his assistants right. that do. Like a pan, yeah. But like everything that's that's done is like done by his assistants, and it's. Mm. I guess that's the greatest trick of them all is making you think that he's actually doing something. Totally. And it's kind of like Adele just sits in a room and sings and everyone else is doing all the, the cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like The Prestige, which I won't spoil, but... Um... I mean, I've seen it, so... Yeah. I don't think Emma cares <laughs> about The Prestige. Yeah. So... But, um, well, one of, one of them wasn't teleporting. No. That's <laughs> all I'll say. One of them was not. <laughs> uh, Suspense. Yes. Um, I have nothing else to say about the video. Okay. All right. Any thoughts on any of the other songs on the album? Uh, I've not listened to an Adele album. So this was on 21, yeah? Yeah, there's someone like you, Rumor Has It. Mm. Rumor Has It does my head in again just because I've heard it so much. Yeah. It's clever though. Like it's very sort of, it sort of gallops along and I like it, that element of it. Someone like you again... Does my head in. I think a lot of them, it's just sort of like, I get it, but it just does my head in. Because I just heard all of the Adele songs for a good patch of time. I think there's an SNL skit specifically about someone like you. And how just like, every time it comes on the radio, like, every woman in the room is like, 
sitting down and breaking down praying <laughs> or something. So, yeah. It's, let me, yeah, let me just look at the track listing real quick, just to be super annoying. 21. Um, oh, set fire to the rain is oh, good. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, blah, blah, blah. Oh, for fuck's sake. I think you should go into track listing. Not oh, whoops. Yeah. Songs. Yeah, rumour has it does my head in. Set fire to the rain is good. Don't remember love song. I should have picked that one up. Um, yeah, look, it's fine. But again, it's just I equate this with like mm. contemporary radio, like mum and dad music. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it's. I guess it's correct because it's what your mum and dad listens to, but. I know. Yeah. No, that's terrible. That's that is all the thoughts <laughs> I have on Adele at this present. Or time. as Adele would say, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shall we talk about Go Radio? Go Radio. Unless you had any final thoughts, Richard. No. Oh well, I'll just say that um, <laughs> interesting that this is kind of the last period where like CD sales really moved the needle. Yeah. yeah. I mean. By the time 25 came out in 2015, um, Adele was a holdout because yeah. I remember she didn't have 25 on Spotify and streaming services for, I think, two weeks. Ah. Oh. And like, there were people complaining about that. And I was just like, well, it's wow. your prerogative, you know, like if she wants to sell the album, you know, you can buy it or you can mm. not. And hopefully mm. you get your money's worth if you do. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. yeah yeah no i hadn't really considered that p- part of the thing was with this album was it was like very heavily anticipated in the uk yes and she broke through to america on the strength of rolling the deep yes which yeah. i was looking up um that was released in november 2010 and was a billboard hot 100 chart topper in i think may the next year oh wow so it was a slow burn far out. and um also from yeah from the era when yeah it didn't have like a giant first week debut yeah the album it was more like it would just sell a lot of copies every week for yeah. a year or two years or yes. something so there's a lot of parents you know discovering Adele and being like hey maybe I should actually go to the shops and buy it yeah so unfamiliar feeling and, these days and parents love their old media yeah, yeah. I, I like do. my old media my, my dad has the brand new ACDC <laughs> album on vinyl <laughs> Limited edition red copy. And he was, and this is a guy who's been collecting vinyl for most of his life, and he's like, it was really expensive. I'm like, yeah, vinyl (laughs) is really expensive, Dad. Yeah. Vinyl is expensive. Yeah. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Go go figure. (laughs) And it's probably only going to get more expensive. Yeah. That's sick. I love it. All right. So go radio. Mm Say fire started in my heart, reaching our favorite pitch, and it's bringing me out the dark. Finally, I can see you crystal clear. Go ahead and sell me out, and I'll lay your ship bare. See how I leave with every piece of you. Don't underestimate the things that I will do. Dark. The 
So they formed in 2007 from Tallahassee, Florida, but they split in 2013, finishing their career with a tour of the 2013 Vans Warped Tour. But then they reunited in 2019. Well, shit. There uh, you go. I think the 2013 Vans Warped Tour was also the one where the guy from Memphis May Fire kept calling himself the voice of a generation. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, Vans Warped yeah, Tour. Yeah, and, and where the Amity Affliction were like, oh, that guy's a fucker. <laughs> uh, so your lead vocalist Jason Lancaster was the former vocalist for Mayday Parade. Go mm. Radio started as a Mayday Parade side project. See. I don't, I don't get that. Like, if you're in a pop punk band, why do you need a second pop punk, pop punk band? band. Pop know. punk band. Well, I mean, how many, how many other punk bands have formed out of Blink One Eighty Two? Yeah, all so, green they there, felt I quite guess. different though. Yeah, yeah, but it's still, it's like punk with a sort of different flair. It's you can tell the difference though. Yeah, yeah, you can tell the difference, but it's also like, I feel like it's not drastically, like vastly. I'd Different. say Green Day is a good example of like yeah. much of a muchness between. So like Foxborough Hot Tubs is them, but like if they're wearing like pork pie hats and like, or the Network is them, but add a bit of new wave sort of synthy stuff to it. Hmm. Bloody like, yeah, they've definitely done their round of like just having little side bits and pieces where all roads lead back to Green Day kind of thing. Um, yeah, because. This example reminds me more of, like, all the death metal musicians who have other death metal side projects. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, you're, like, one degree different. Yeah. I guess it... I guess... Not even supergroups, by the way. Like, actual, yeah. like, solo side projects sound identical. I can sort of understand, like, wanting mentally to form an outlet for the, your mm. offcuts, if that makes sense. Or, like, mm. just your... Stuff they haven't fully hashed out yet as it pertains to, for example, Mayday Parade. But That's a good point. Also, even, yeah. Like, I guess depending on who else you pull together to start your side projects. Like, or why don't you just float that stuff with your main band? Yeah. Anyway, I have, I've been in zero bands in my lifetime. <laughs> except for, like, once in high school for, like, a day. Wow. Um, so I have no authority on the matter. But yeah, it's like, I mean, the lead singer of Incantation mm. has the band Funerous, which is pretty much Incantation, but his wife is the lead singer. Oh, so it's, cool. it's kind of yeah. like, oh yeah, my wife can be the lead singer of this band. That's cool. And like, my wife. And like, the um, like Extremity just, yeah, again, has people from like Repulsion and that sort of thing. But like, those bands are still going around. Like... Uh, I can never remember if it's Dave or Joe Haley from Psychroptic, the drummer. Ah. He's in so many bands. Like, mm. so many Australian bands. And most of it oh, yeah. is just in the death metal yep. sphere yeah. of things. Like, he's... I, I can't remember which one it is. That's... that's a good point, actually. Like, I have a friend who plays in, I think, at least three metal bands. Mm. Around. And it's just like, how do you have the stamina, first of all? But yeah, like, man, that would just... I wouldn't have the um, mental capacity to divvy it out between... Like, even yeah. beyond two separate projects. The, the most baffling example of this I can think of is... There's a writer, Joanna Robinson, who I think writes for Vanity Fair. Yeah. And during the final season... At, le- at least the final season of Game of Thrones... Right. She had three different Game of Thrones podcasts. But, like, no, sh- neither she nor anyone would ever explain the difference between them. What? 
And also, there were two different Davids involved. Oh my god, why? Yeah, I don't know. That just feels like a troll, like just a long con. It's a troll on me. Yeah, that's insane. So yeah, uh, David Haley, the drummer, is also currently in Abramelin, Consummation, Crisis Act, King, which I think is... It's one of the... It's a, that's a black metal dude, I can't remember. But uh-huh. Prophet of Abbath ruins the Ementa werewolves, and he was also in uh, Pestilence and, and Blood Duster as well. Wow. They should all get in one room and just make an album. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just like save just, everyone uh, a lot of time. Oh no, King is a, yeah, a melodic black metal band from from Melbourne. But it's like, and also he works at the High Five Bar. Oh, or Mac, Max Max Watts, because every time, oh, yeah. every time I'm at Max Watts, I, I see that. him like walking around. But like, I think I've seen him sometimes collecting glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unless like, he's just really nice. And like every now and again, someone like stops him and then like talks to him. And, Aww, and yeah, that's nice. every time I'm seeing a metal band at Max Watts, I'm like, oh, there's there's a. It's cool. Haley from uh, what's his name? Haley from Psychroptic. Hmm. Which I can't remember which one. It's David or Joe. <laughs> I do remember being a little bit starstruck seeing Georgia Mac from Camp Cope at oh, the yeah. Reverence R.I.P. But um, yeah, it was very obvious she didn't want to be speaking to anyone, which I totally uh. understood. So I was just sort of like, I'm just gonna admire from afar. <laughs> mm. But anyway, enough of uh, super groups. What do we think of Go Radio's cover of the song "Rolling in the Deep"? I As was by Adele. pleasantly surprised, yes. I would say. Because you hear the first verse and you're like, oh, you know, this is pretty good. You know, it's solid. And then, yeah, they burst into the chorus. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're going to go there. You got the voice for it. Yeah. Because his voice, his tone reminds me of Brendan Urie, actually. Right. It's quite like a full-throated yeah. voice for pop punk, which I find pretty rare. Yeah. Not nasal. So, yeah, yeah props to them. Mm. And also for, yeah, same in like the bridge. I feel like they really go there. There is that final key change, Oof, which is yep. interesting because it they kind of just pause and they go up a semitone. So it's not really a related key. Yeah. It's like the dif- the definition of the truck driver's gear change. As they call <laughs> it. But I think I feel like they pull it off more than most. So. Yeah. I, uh, the, the start of this reminds me of, and you'll know this Richard, but you won't know this Emma. It reminds me of the start to, Darby Allen song in AEW. Oh yeah. Yeah. But no, I like I like this. I also like that um like it doesn't have to have any pronouns in the song, but they take out in the chorus you're going to wish you never met me, which would make it super sinister at that point. If mm. a man is singing oh, yeah. a breakup song saying, you're going to wish you never met me, that then becomes like, yeah, all right, you might be going to murder this woman. I feel like theoretically speaking, the way they deliver it, it still would have worked because again, and like off the bat, one of the things I love the most about this cover is it doesn't suddenly lapse into like some bullshit like metal quarry sort yeah, of yeah more on that later it, it even, oh no. but it even goes into like the bridge goes into sort of like the bluesy element that yeah. Adele like takes like adopts yeah. you know and so I think because they don't take what is possibly like the easy route in like they don't do that sort of like 
they could have left that in and it wouldn't have come across as menacing. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, I feel like literally any other punk goes band could have done this and just fucked it and made it really sort of aggressive when it doesn't need to be. Yeah. yeah. And there would be some bands that would be really happy to make this aggressive yes. when it doesn't need to be. Yeah. But no, I, I think this is a really... Yeah, I think it's really solid. And, like, you know, they take out that part in the chorus to sort of bring in the the rest of the, the band and, like, yeah, give it a really good punch. Yeah. I feel mm. like, yeah. No, yeah. And, and, yeah, I was also pleasantly surprised. Mm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I um want to listen to more Go Radio. I didn't because I'm still in Christmas mode. Um, he on Christmas... Oh, he on Xmas mode. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like, I'm interested to hear more of them, just to check out more of um, the frontman's enunciation. Mm. Like, I find his vocal cadence really interesting. Yeah, what's the one that every time he sings it, you repeat it? Uh, I think it was like breathless or like breathless. Yeah. Or like, huh. like, it's very like, I could totally see, like, I would fully understand if he was like, yeah, I listened to Tom DeLonge all the time yeah. when I was growing up. Like, yeah. and it's... It just sort of made me realise, like, it's kind of adorable that, like, pop punk has its sort of equivalent of that, like, indie girl voice. Like, that sort of mm. lilty, like, soft sort of, like, ah. Like, I always think that Vine, like, welcome to my kitchen, we have yeah. bananas yeah. and avocado. Yeah. But, like... We have bananas <laughs> and avocado. Like, pop punk has its equivalent of that, and it's just that sort of, oh, wow, oh, kind yeah. of, like... Mm. Yeah, which, I don't know, I never really thought about it. But then again, like, I just remember, like, a Mitch Clem comic where Blake and Fletcher are chatting to each other and one of them says, yeah, they're like, I think we should... Like, there's a punk pop-punk show happening at whatever bar. We should go beat a wah oh <laughs> 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 It just makes me so happy. I, I would say this. I would go through their back catalogue. I would happily go through theirs more than Mayday Parades. Hmm. I'd rather listen oh, to them than Mayday Parade. Well, well, considering... This was a Mayday Parade side project that then just became a band. Yeah. Yeah. I think because... I did not enjoy Mayday Parade and the stuff of theirs that I listened to. I think... Because, yeah, I can't remember if I've listened to Mayday Parade parade properly. Mayday Parade. It's the French. (laughs) The kind you find in a secondhand store. It was a Mayday Parade. Um, (laughs) But, um... Yeah, I think because Mayday Parade have done such great work with their Punk Goes covers... I'm inclined to say I'd want to listen to them. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Doesn't Mm. matter. Those are my thoughts on this song. Well, there you go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 10 out of 10 would listen again. 10 out of 10 would listen again. That um, key change is very... I, yeah, I was saying to Richard before we started recording, like, I can't tell how well it was executed. Like, it feels a bit sort of stilted. And unnecessary on my part, but also I can totally see how it works. Because I can't remember, does the original have the key change? No, no, no. no. Okay, so yeah, they're, that's, they're going on a limb So it's there, like a risk almost, like yeah. you had to pull it off. Yeah. See, I don't hate it though. I, I think it's, it's two things always, because one, how do they do the transition? Yeah. yeah. Which, it's not smooth. But yeah. also, it's how much do they commit to it after the key change? Yeah, because yeah. they do amp it up, and the arrangement's slightly different. Like yeah. the drums, yeah. the snare switches to the one and three. And did, she doesn't do at the very end. You played it. 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 You played no. it. To the that's a cool move. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah, I, they yeah. thought it through. Yeah, I, I I feel like it's a really just well done 
well thought out yeah. and mm. appreciated cover. Like they just they'll probably stoke to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I and, and it shows. Like it's just a I think it's just a fun cover. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Well there you go. Richard, any other thoughts? Uh, definitely, pro- probably top five of yeah. the covers I've heard on the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 There you go. All right. Well, let's get into other covers. Mm-hmm. I slapped my knee. It was so emphatic. Well done. There's a fire starting in my heart, reaching a fever pitch, and it's bringing me out the door. Finally, I see you, Crystal. Go ahead and send me on while I lay your ship. See how I live with every piece of me. Don't underestimate the things that I will do. There's a fire starting in my heart. Reaching a fever pitch and it's bringing me out the dark. The skies of your... So first cap off the rank, we have Lincoln Park, who... So Chester and Mike do a just piano and vocals cover for an iTunes festival. Yeah, the 2011 iTunes festival. Which means nothing to me, but um, what a time. And again, like... I can't tell if Chester... Like, he's not butchering it by any stretch. But it doesn't feel like he's hitting the notes properly either. And I can't tell. Chester just has a had a weird voice. Yeah. I guess. Like, um... Because he has, like, a bloody... Like, bloody good voice. Like, he can use it. But yeah, there was just something about it where it felt slightly off for me. Interesting, yeah. because he, he... I guess he could fit into a lot of different styles, right? Yeah. Like, when he was in Stone Temple Pilots, he did that surprisingly well. Mm. Lincoln Park have done a lot of different styles, like soft and loud. But there, are, I guess there are some situations where his voice just sounds a bit, like, odd, mm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe because... I, don't know, I wonder if it's because he's one of those singers who kind of sings in between notes, if you know what I mean. Right, Like, yeah. um... Famously, also like Morrissey, yep, bon- Bono, Madonna yep. early on, mm-hmm. often would just be like in between the notes. So if you ever were to listen to like Bono auto tune, it'd sound bizarre, right? Because okay. Archino of Deftones, yep, does it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I th- I feel like on Linkin Park's last album, One More Light, that's why a lot of that record is really jarring because it's Chester singing over like pop beats. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's kind of interesting as well because I kept expecting because it's just Mike and Chester. Yeah, Mike's playing the piano, and I kept waiting for that moment for it to be like pause, and then the, the intro to in the end starting. Oh. Yeah, I kept <laughs> yeah. waiting, and it never happened. And it was like, cool. it was just like you know how you've spoken about it in the past when you just sort of expect it to happen so much, and when it doesn't, it just feels so off to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it just didn't didn't feel right. I. Have uh, looked into the it's it's the Apple Music Festival. Ah, I see. Yeah. The oh. 2011 edition. It seems like it's one band a day, or a couple, oh. maybe a couple bands a day goes yeah. for a month. Wow. The entire month of July, so July 2011, and I've, it went it went into went from t- 2007 to 2015. Because I don't 2016. think I don't think I streamed any of them live, but there are a few really big ones, like the Lady Gaga one around Art Pop was like 
almost a fiasco. Yeah. That was Flying Dress era, Gaga. Yes. Paramore yes. did one that was really good. Oh, shit. Okay. self-titled. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Okay. But yeah, I've got some of these acts. On July 1st was Paul Simon. Uh, cool. Yeah, July 4 was Linkin Park. July 7 was Adele. July 7 was Adele. Oh, yeah. Uh, July 8 was Bruno Mars and Ed Sheeran. July 9 was My Chemical oh, Romance. Yeah. Oh. July 11 was Free Fighters and Jimmy Eat World. Sick. Mm. That would have been cool. Ah, oh, July 12 was The Script. Oh my goodness. Yawn. Yeah. Uh, the Wombats were on July 16. <laughs> um, uh, Katie B, you mentioned her earlier. Yeah, she's cool. Because um, they, they did host them in the UK, I believe. Yeah. Swedish, remember Swedish House Mafia? I yeah. do. That what a huge. time. Coldplay was on the, on July 22nd. Put mm. me to sleep. Uh, uh, Kasabian was on July 29. Gross. And <laughs> July 30th ended with Moby. Oh, yeah. 31st. July 31st ended with Moby. Well, oh, there you go. Interesting. Yeah. So... I feel like it's as important as the Nintendo Music Festival. Actually, no, no, no screw it. The Nintendo Music Festival is more important than the fucking Apple Music Festival because <laughs> yeah. that highlighted bands that needed that that spot. It was to me the Nintendo Music Festival sound like it was more sort of like warped, like warped little brother kind of thing. Yeah. So like, I, all right, I'm gonna go see Pennywise at the Warp Tour and. You can go see you can go see Taking Back Sunday at the Nintendo exactly. Festival, and we'll meet up at the food court. At exactly, yeah. sick. Reminds me of the Game Boy Advance SP with the tribal tattoo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Mario had where yeah. Mario has a tribal tattoo. That's <sighs> sick. Yeah. I love that. I didn't realize Mario got the tribal tattoo. Mm. There was a Crash Bandicoot game where it was like they tried to make Crash Bandicoot all edgy and gave him tribal tattoos. Aye, aye. I'm surprised he doesn't already have them, to be honest. Crash Bandicoot is basically my middle nephew when he was <laughs> ni- when he was nine years old, but he's not like that anymore. But Crash Bandicoot still isn't. It's like, come on, Crash, you're thirty seven years old. Grow up a little bit, buddy. <laughs> I just showed them the uh, Nintendo ad. Wow, that is wonderful. Mario. When he was getting tattooed, did he go? Anyway, do you like the cover sound? Uh, well, yeah, as I said, like, I just, I just keep waiting for, like, pause, then in the end to start, and it just kind of, it's that sort of uncanny valley for me a little bit. And yeah, as you said, Emma, I don't know if he's necessarily hitting the right notes. Um, I feel like this is one of those songs that doesn't need to be downplayed, and that's kind of what it is. Yeah. It needs to have that huge chorus. Yeah. It doesn't. Probably ninety nine percent of covers didn't. Yeah, yeah. Like they're like looking through covers online, and it's you know so many white girls playing yeah. the guitar. Um, but it's you know we're not talking about those. We're talking about you know two good artists and one very bad one. But <laughs> we'll get to that at the end. You can guess who that is. Um, yes. So yeah, I don't know. Like we've talked about Lincoln Park in the past. Mm. Um, I think I would have really appreciated it if it was sort of just like a minute and a half and yeah. then like, because they're playing it in London. So get the, the London crowd cheered because that's what yeah. they're doing. They, they He says this is sung by a local person mm. from here and then they start and yeah, like get them singing a little bit and then you can start off into in the end. Yeah. Mm. I think I like this version more than I did at the time. I guess just appreciating yeah. that it happened and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. 
Hmm. I used to, like speaking of tattoos, I used to think Chester's flame tattoos were the <laughs> sickest. They were over time. Yeah, they were of the time. Yeah. Of the, the frat party at the pancake festival yeah, yeah. time. Oh, they take me to Flavor Town. Oh, they they do. <laughs> and you showed me someone got a Guy Fieri tattoo and it was like that's amazing. <laughs> wow. Oh my god, that is amazing. Yeah. I I I I'm shocked that no one has started a Guy Fieri themed Scar band. Wow. I feel like every Scar band is Guy Fieri themed. <laughs> yeah. Like, just no, by default. No, no, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. Um, so, shall we move on from Linkin Park? Yes. Yes. So, next up is Diva herself. Lady Soul. Lady Soul. Aretha Franklin. covered it for I think what is it called um, Aretha Franklin sings the Great Diva songs yeah. or something, Great something Diva. like that Great Diva classics yeah. which I was like when did she do this because I don't know if this is necessarily like a classic just yet but 2014 I think yeah, it's like three years so uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it was all all the songs and this yeah yeah, yeah which I remember it being a big deal when it came out because Obviously, like, Aretha Franklin is probably the number one inspiration for the song in the yeah. first yes. place. So, yeah. Yeah. very cool to see it coming back around. Yeah. Really Quite good, rare. though. Yeah. yeah. It does sometimes feel like she's trying to show up Adele a little bit. Yeah. She doesn't <laughs> sing it straight, I no. would say. Yeah, it feels like the 10th take or something. Yeah. You know, on the day. Yeah. I used to, and this is not even meant to be a joke, because I, I didn't say it as a joke, I used to call her Urethra Franklin before I realised what a urethra was and realised that it was not urethra, it was Aretha. I'm pretty sure someone actually started that band. Urethra Franklin. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it exists, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> See, I sort of have like the opposite view almost like... To me, like she just sort of blows the other one out of the water. Hmm. But like I, to a point, because then at the end when Mountain High or whatever it's called is being integrated in the end, then it's sort of self-aggrandizing. <laughs> but up until then, it feels a bit looser. It doesn't feel as constricted by that pop format, and she sort of True. takes it more in like a disco sort of lane, and just has more fun with it almost. Yeah, it well, reminds. Sorry. Yeah, she also has like a lot of gravitas. Yes, to her, but in a different way. I guess. Yeah. yeah, it it reminds me of um Shirley Bassey doing Pink's Get the Party yes. Started. Like that was dope. I I, yeah. I I loved Shirley Bassey's doing Get the Party Started, and it's and it's the same for this. Like it's this. You know, you talked about rolling into deep playing in the clubs. This would have played in the clubs in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But no, I really but, enjoy this. But like, possibly fitted more with the that style of the time, whereas Adele's going for this sound, which would have yeah, yeah. 
I'm sorry, I've looked at Urethra Franklin and it doesn't seem to be a band, uh, but it's it's on Urban Dictionary. Uh, we do not need to know. Okay. Is, that is very discru- disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. I'm sure whatever band I was thinking of is like, has an even worse name. So. Yeah, I know. Disgusting. Yeah, no, I uh. thoroughly enjoyed this cover. I love mm. it. Starting in my heart, reaching out fever pitch and it's bringing me out the dark. Finally, I can see you crystal clear. Go ahead and tell me how that Aleo should be. See how I leave with every piece of you. The last one I did not enjoy in the slightest. <laughs> did anyone? No. no. I was surprised that you hadn't listened to it yet, Richard, so I was pleased to get your first listening of it, which was my second listening of it, and that's about as many times as I'll ever listen to it. Yeah, this will be quickly forgotten. Um, so, Amist. Um, Who are they? That is a legitimate question. I know. Amist. Well, I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was fitting to put this on because... On the in England on the Jonathan Ross show, uh, he played this cover for Adele, and she did not enjoy it one bit. Um, and she she said something that offends you at the end, which is, "Oh, it sounds it sounds like my chemical romance at which the start," it, which it doesn't. But that's fine. It doesn't, yeah. no, it, it doesn't. really doesn't. But she probably she probably liked, you know. The latest My Chemical Romance. So Amist were a post-hardcore band, or are a post-hardcore band, formed in Philadelphia in tw- 2008. Tw- 2008. Um, and it looks like they're still going. Oh, well. Uh, oh. Ukrainian brothers Pavlo and Vasil Fenik. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, wow. This um, website I'm looking on has just so many ads. Look yeah. at that terrible ad. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So can, can we like attempt to describe the phases this song goes through? Because oh. it starts kind of like the original, except with a guy singing who sounds like he hasn't warmed up his voice or something. It's like yeah. he has a high yeah. range, but it's a bit wobbly. Yes, very um American Idol. Um, <laughs> and then it My just amazing. and then it goes into your classic like what I expected. Literally every other punk goes version that exists in every other parallel universe to go with this is the like easy core sort of breakdown which is rubbish i would say almost death core it's yeah like, very detuned and like harsh yeah apparently they also do a cover of hello we don't mm, need to listen goodbye to yeah, yeah exactly Am I goodbye. Right? yeah um and then it goes into i think it's 
it picks up in tempo <laughs> and they scream the chorus. Yep. Yeah. It... Then they do that weird sort of like auto tuned bridge. Yeah, it's it's doing. I mean, like it's. I could see them being influenced by a group like Breathe Carolina, who mm. did the the sort of post hardcore screamy thing with with the EDM side of it. But they mix it really well. They yeah. do it. They do it really well. And every time we've done, we've spoken about them, and then we're like, oh wow, they do a really good cover of this song. Yeah. Whereas Amist just, oh, it just it just feels like it's four different songs yeah. in one song. And it's one thing to do that. As, like, your band's gimmick or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. some did them okay. Like, I remember I Wrestle a Bear once. Yeah. yeah. A lot, and yeah. they're alright. Um, but there's, like, a very thin line between just throwing shit at the wall. Yeah. And, like, not having a song there. Yeah. Just a bunch of parts. And also, when you make that a cover instead of an original song, it just devolves into self-parody. So. Yeah. And I Wrestled a Bear once were fun. They had, like, yeah. the, the sort of party gimmick. Yeah. Going you used to listen to them. I did used to yeah. I, had a, I have a few of their CDs. Yeah. I had a t-shirt yeah. of theirs. Yeah, I remember yeah. not minding them back in the day. Yeah. And, but, um... and, and, I don't know, the fact that they have a... Well, they had a female vocalist. Yeah. Sort mm. of, you know, did things for it as yeah. well. But, like... Like, this to me sounds like a joke, but it's mm. not... Yeah. And that's the bit that upsets me the most. It's inseparable from satire. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just takes itself probably a bit too seriously, but it's just... Oh, boy. It's it's an endurance test. Yeah. Is what it is. <laughs> if for, it's, for a three and a half minute song. If it's not the worst cover I've ever heard, it's close. Yeah. I would say. i got to think about that. Yeah. In the next episode, I'll like find out what that is. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but it was the band that did the the really sort of techy new metal cover of "Send Me an Angel." It was uh, real bad. Mm. Yeah, the, I didn't hate that as much. No. Yeah, I thought that was more funny. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I could probably listen to that and go, you know what? Actually, yeah, there's something there, but yeah, there's just nothing here. Yeah, with Amist. The um the band on YouTube worst band ever covers Pink Floyd. And also Eric Clapton. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes, that, I love that though. That's wonderful. Yeah, because it's a group of dads that are just yeah. like that have you know practiced for six months. Hope like, we get to talk about them. I know they're so wonderful. <laughs> oh. There's no malice in that. No, no not at all. Like it. And this maybe there is. Oh, the, yeah. Like good on them, but it just it's very. I don't know. It's just on the nose for me. Like, it's basically just every single thing I don't enjoy. Mm. It really is. Like, it's it's the Emma hate pie. Like, it's just... It's <laughs> yeah. just or it's the stew. Like, it's just... I know. Everything that you could possibly dislike about a song is, is in it. I would have probably found this really dope in, like, 2008. Like, oh, I probably... I doubt that, actually. I'd like to think you'd had more taste. I was into the, the I was into the electronic like metalcore bands. But even then, <laughs> you would probably have some discernment. Mm. But then, like, yeah, Arsonists get all the girls and the Browning and whatnot. Had more, like, yeah, one more fun and two more. I don't know music knowledge, musical knowledge to like make what they did work. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I want to describe this song as like if you had a sandwich of like uh, hundreds and thousands, so fairy bread. Yeah. yeah. Ham. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, spread? Marshmallow fluff. Yeah, and um, <laughs> what's the fourth one? Oh, no. Like, like mustard? Probably, yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> and on two different types of bread. Oh, so like whole, whole meal and like uh, and wonder bread or I, something. If yeah. you put that on a TV show, at some point binging with Babish will probably make that. Mm. Sure. Yeah, he will <laughs> probably make that. Actually, it will definitely have banana in it as well, banana slices. Oh, oh, yeah, bananas and sandwiches. My brother used to do banana and Milo sandwiches. <laughs> oh my God. See, like... I love a bit of banana and peanut butter on toast, ideally right. with like some passion fruit syrup over the top. Like, oh yeah, uh, I can see that. Choice, but like on bread, absolutely not. Yeah. That's way too much, just mush all in one dish. Mm-hmm. But, That's um, exactly what this is. Yeah, exactly. This is the banana <laughs> sandwich of covers. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we think? Hell yeah or yeah nah this week? For, yeah, for the, for the two main subjects, hell yeah. Give it a hell yeah. 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 Even yeah. you. Look, yeah. <laughs> Richard was so shocked. Like, I was expecting a lot more vitriol from you. No, because, like, again, it's. I know that my view on the original is very tarnished by the fact that mm. I just equate it with, like, Mum, turn that down. No. Um, yeah. That's very fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just what. <laughs> just the idea of you being the one to tell your mum to turn her music down. Well, yeah. it's just because, like, the setup of the car, like, a lot of the sound comes through the back speakers, like, behind mm. the back passenger seats. And so for them, it just sounds like reasonable levels, but I've got Adele, like, right in my ear. And mm. I'm just like, please, can you turn it down? They're like, oh, nah. <laughs> just as we're driving to, like, Tokemore to go have coffee and look at an antiques and stuff, which I thoroughly enjoy. It's just... Not with Adele soundtrack. And, and I've been in the back of the car while they're listening to Adele and they get enjoyment out of how much you dis- they do just are uh, displeased by Adele. It's not... It's very cruel. I... Aww. Yeah. It, it's it, character building. I came out stronger. But, um... Yeah. So, like, I totally... Like, I get why Adele is so good, hence hell yeah, but it's just... My God. You can't say that she did not have that, like, occupy that space in the culture. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. That's exactly That's it. Okay. Like, I can't not give her a hell yeah. Like, because yeah. she fucking nails it. Mm. I would just prefer not to listen sure. to it. Every, yeah. I mean, you don't have to now. I know. And, and yeah, you, you may never. That's that's not true. You probably unlikely. You probably will at some point. Yes. So. Um, we, we, we finished off the year because we knew that you wouldn't enjoy this one. And we, so finishing off a shit year with, with what you might have thought was a shit song, although the hell year from you was surprising. Mm. Yeah. Shocking, your, even. Your turn. Um, whereas next week we will be starting off the year on a good note. Well, hopefully. We haven't heard the cover, but we know what the original is like. So after you finish yawning would you like yep. to tell us what we're doing next week so next week we will be kicking off hopefully a fresh good new year lol with you ought to know by alanis morissette as covered by the killing moon don't you mean you 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 <laughs> you 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 ought to know for punk goes 90s bye bye, bye.